Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I was so afraid, so scared to do what I wanted. In looking back, I can see all the mistakes that I made, and I wish that I Talk to me and tell me I can change. Don't be afraid. Just walk with your head up high. Don't be afraid. Just take it one step at a time. Don't give up on your dreams, no matter how small. Hi, welcome to Blog Talk Radio, Safe Recovery. This is Monica, and I'm your host. Today is January 29th, 2013. Uh, Welcome to a new year, and uh, we hope we have many more great guests, and we have a great guest on tonight, and that is James Christopher, Jim Christopher, who is the founder of SOS, Secular Organizations for Sobriety, a um, little bit background on Jim is that Jim Christopher, uh, a sober alcoholic, uh, since April of 1978, originally attended AA, but broke from AA early in his recovery due to his discomfort with the AA approach. Staying sober with his own sobriety priori- priority program, he went on to found SOS, Secular Organizations for Sobriety, Save Ourselves, uh, in 1985. He arranged for the first SOS self-help support group to be held in North Hollywood, Los Angeles, California on a Monday evening in November after giving numerous public lectures and authoring numerous articles dating back to the 1980s. The key article, Sobriety Without Superstition, was published in the National Periodical Free Inquiry and received worldwide responses from recovering alcoholics and addicts, treatment professionals, and the media. Jim has since authored four books, How to Stay Sober, uh, Unhooked, uh, which I do have myself, SOS Sobriety, and Escape from Nicotine Country, and he is also a contributor to Substance Abuse, a comprehensive textbook. SOS has grown from one meeting in Los Angeles to a database of over 20,000 members worldwide. Each SOS meeting is autonomous and held on an anonymous basis at no charge to participants and stresses Jim Christopher's Sobriety Priority Abstinence-Based Self-Empowerment. Jim Christopher has appeared on over 300 radio and television shows, and the SOS Alternative has received extensive coverage in hundreds of print media feature articles, including the LA Times, the New York Times, the British Guardian, Newsweek, the Journal of American Medical Association, Glamour, Playboy, Modern Maturity, and Professional Counselor in Sober Times. And with all that said, that's pretty awesome, Jim. I think they need to be recontacted, all of those fabulous uh, uh, news outlets, and maybe have a, re- a fresh new start. And I'm going to bring Jim on. Hi there, Hello. you're live. Hi. Yeah, hi. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Good, good, well, good. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's uh, things have been going rather well. We had uh, we had a a good uh, 2012 for SOS, and, and I'm excited about a good 2013 because we have uh, we have a new meeting in the south of France. Mm, <laughs> There's a lady star- woman mm-hmm. starting in in the French Riviera, <laughs> and we have uh, a meeting in the biggest little city in the world. That would be Reno. Wow. A woman started one there, mm-hmm. and we have uh, I don't know why I'm mentioning these fun spots, but the, in uh, in uh, Las Vegas, we have four new meetings at two um, uh, sober living homes, and wow. we have meetings all over the place too. You know, starting in in, in other places, uh, mainly in the states, but some in Europe. 
Yeah, so you want to list off the names of the countries that you're in? Because we're really global. The blogging stuff has gotten pretty big since even you and I met in person for the interview. Just let's, because there's people in the chat room and there's people listening. So name some of the sure. countries that you're in. Go ahead. Well, Belgium has always been a strong SOS um, participant. I mean, I've, I've been there personally mm-hmm. a couple of times, I'm sorry, three times, and uh, they have 16 meetings. Most of them are in Flemish, but they speak English too. And uh, that would be Brussels, Ghent, Ostend, um, and other cities in Belgium. And then we have uh, we've had London, Paris, Italy, um, you know, Western Europe, the UK. Uh, we have uh, uh, Sydney, Australia. We I've never been to uh, Asia. Mm-hmm. But, uh, there, nothing, nothing happening there yet, but that'd be great. Uh, and um, Mexico City, mm-hmm. uh, Spain, and so on. So how many meetings are there worldwide now? Well, I guess uh, to be conservative, uh, about 1,000 meetings to 1,200 meetings states and worldwide, not counting mm. in the prisons. In the prisons, have, uh, mainly in the states, Mm-hmm. Although I, the SOS is in an Australian prison, I know because I went there to meet with the folks years ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, the uh, prisons offer SOS so that people won't have just one true way. They'll have right, right. a choice. Yeah, it's good. This is really great. So did you hear that out there in blogging land and in a chat room, over a 1,000 meetings, and, you know, I did refer, there was a guy who was really having trouble uh, not liking AA for all the many reasons. And I did suggest, he was talking about SMART, but I said, well, you know, you could start an SOS meeting really fast. He was into abstinence because, you know, now there's quite a few people that don't want to be abstinent. They want to do moderation, but he was clearly, you know, wanting to do abstinence. And I said, but, you know, just contact you and you would send them a binder or a starter kit or, you know, however That's you do right. it. It's easy. You probably can it's all, stuff digitally. It's all free because we're a non-profit org. So we're right. not selling Tupperware. We're just we're, <laughs> everything we do is is uh, free and 501c3 nonprofit. So we uh, our services are free. Uh, that's really really awesome. Um, so if everybody anyone just tuned in, we are talking to Jim Christopher, who is the founder of SOS, which is Secular Organizations for Sobriety or Save Ourselves. And you can find him online. I'm looking at the web page is SOSsobriety.org, where I'm looking at the meeting page. And uh, it's kind of exciting, I think, that this is really growing. And it's funny that you mentioned France, because somebody put up on Orange Papers that there was an article about uh, about France and uh, about, you know, somebody wrote in Dear Abby kind of thing. And mm. they first talked about how you could go to the doctor there. You know, they're kind of they're very sane in Europe in some places. And then they went on to talk about AA, which we weren't too happy with. So maybe I'll send you the link, and you could send them some of your information, or you could even yes. post, you know, on that same place. So uh, last I saw you, um, I don't know. It seems like it's been a while now, but I'm gonna see here in the United States. Uh, what would you say was the main thing to start something like this? You know, it takes a lot of energy, Jim, and you did it a long time ago. Uh, what happened to you? Was it one particular incident? Was it a group of things that said, you know what, this is really bad. I need to start something else. What happened? Oh, to, that uh, started me off in the very beginning. Well, I yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I got sober on my own, and I had gone to a a doctor who had said that he could change people into moderate drinkers. I'm not going to mention his name. I've mentioned it before. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book and all that stuff. So, And I was checking out the Rand Corporation and all that. And uh, that was a long time ago. And I w- basically I wanted to hold on to my drug is the way I see it. But mm-hmm. uh, So I went to see this doctor many years ago before I got sober and... Uh, and I I won't go through all the stuff that happened, but it didn't work for me. I didn't mm-hmm. uh, it, it didn't work, and so um, when I got sober on my own, it came to me 
on April 24, 1978, sort of like a blast of neon light in my head and gut, I guess. It just sort of where I where all the where any argument or any um, uh, there was no lack of clarity or understanding. I realized uh, this is just crap, and I can't do it anymore. It's killing. Mm-hmm. I'm. I mean, what is this? I can't do right. this anymore. Mm-hmm. It was a. It was a. Uh, I call it a, a, a visceral awakening. Uh, just a wham, where you have your, your your brain and your gut working at the same time in concert, which doesn't happen ordinarily. Yet when you take a drink or a drug there's a gap between the consequences and the initial euphoria mm-hmm, but there mm-hmm. was no gap i had this thing that came to me uh and i set into action immediately and didn't look back i didn't want to i was fearful of losing it i didn't want to lose it so i went to an aa meeting uh the next day after uh i uh shook it out for a day or so by that i mean i was walking around and sweating and hyperventilating and all that you know mm-hmm, i mean i mm-hmm. so uh i called this doctor about that who had tried to change me into a moderate drinker and he said well you're hyperventilating good luck and he so he was a he was not he was not very caring but you know that's that mm-hmm. so um i managed to do this i wouldn't recommend this at home you know i mean nowadays people go to treatment centers and what have you where they bring you down and they and they help you out that way mm-hmm. but i so this was a cold turkey uh thing but also i think it put in my deep brain that uh, i associated the pain with uh, the alcohol too or that's that's what i suspect that 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 uh, helped in that way so when i went to my first aa meeting I was pretty, you know, cob cobwebbed out. You know right. what I mean? I was not yeah. really focused and so forth. And it takes time to not clear headed uh, yet. Mm-hmm. No, right? And you bring yourself down, you know, and so forth. And uh, so I didn't hear much except they seemed to be here are people who are sober, and uh, this would be something to, you know, this would be a support. And so mm-hmm. But um, after a short while, when the cobwebs started to clear. I got to thinking thoughts like this. This is really bad theater. That was another (laughs) thing that I had where people would play out these high dramas Mm -hmm. at the podium. And, uh, you know, I wrecked three cars. Well, I wrecked 15 cars. Right, yeah. I did this and I did all of these uh, war war stories. stories. Right, right. Yeah. (laughs) And so I I thought, well, you know, what about sobriety? What about... uh, a freedom from drugs and alcohol. That's pretty nifty, isn't it? I mean, right, what's right. all this other stuff? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and uh, to to the, uh, I know the, regarding your uh, mission and website with uh, the, what they call, what I learned they call the 13th step, mm-hmm. uh, I was told that from the get-go. When I was at an AA club really? for a few days, a man spoke to me and he said, you know, there are lots of women in here, and uh, be patient, and there'll be plenty for you, too. Wow. That's actually what he said. Oh, my. That's actually what he said. God. So uh, I hadn't thought about that since I, you know, since you and I met. And, and right. I, uh, Was that it, at the log cabin, Jim? Did that happen at the log <laughs> cabin? or some... <laughs> No. No, it was at some AA uh, club, I think mm. it was in Culver City, if I recall. I'm oh, the Marina sure. Center. Sounds like the Marina uh, Center. I, I just mm-hmm. some, you know, where they have pool tables and things like that. Oh, that so, must have been back in the day. Yeah, I don't know what that. Back is. in the day, yeah. yeah. So I um, attended, but you know, I would hear people would be really sort of. I don't think they're that interested. I'm sure some would dispute this, but they're not as interested in sobriety. I don't think as they are in your uh, changing your yourself to to get good but their roots are that their roots are you know the oxford group is sort of uh, a salvation type thing so that uh, that's not that surprising but mm-hmm. it was 
because I was a sobriety freak and was happy to be, I thought that was the whole point of it. And right, you wanted to be absent, right, and you were really feeling good. Mm-hmm. Right. They uh, That wasn't their uh, mission, or I didn't see it as, as their number one mission. It seemed like they were more like, you got to work this stuff and do these things and do it this way. And uh, if you want to try some other way, uh, good luck, but you'll fail. Mm. Mm. Oh, that you know that brings me some. One of the the chatters just asked if you were ever threatened by AA people as you created your new um, movement and program. You know, SLS. oh yeah, we, oh yeah. Uh, early on, that would be. See, I, I got sober in '78, mm-hmm. but and happily so. So I just backed away from AA and didn't go to meetings of any kind. I mm-hmm. was sort of in the in the league of. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the the Uncle Alfies of the world who throw their bottle of booze in the lake on a fishing trip and say, that's it, yeah. that's all. Right. And they mean it, and that's it. And right. I know that they're not honored, uh, generally speaking, they're not honored by 12-steppers. They're, mm-hmm. they're called dry drunks or something like that. Well, Uncle Alfie's just as sober as anyone else, thank you right. very much. That's right, so, yeah. R- right. So anyway, uh, the, I, I backed away from that. Uh, and uh, around uh, 1983, 84, around in there, I started doing stuff that led to the founding of uh, SOS. But once SOS got started mm-hmm. and was uh, was a reality, that would be in 85, going to radio shows and TV shows and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. uh, leaving the parking lot of a radio show once uh, in Los Angeles, this woman ran out and said, how dare you? She was a technician. Uh, and she <laughs> ran out into the parking lot and stopped our car when I was leaving. Hey, hey, saved my life. How dare you? That doesn't mean that that I'm dishonoring what saved her life. Yeah, really. I mean, you know, so, uh, so that incident, but also more interestingly uh, and colorful and scary, really, was one of our early conveners in the Riverside area. Mm-hmm. Uh, he told a story of just to scare him. He thought AAers, you know, they knew him there, and uh, he was sort of a sort of a renegade type. And he started mm-hmm. an SOS meeting. They tried to run him down with a car. Wow! Now, but they he said I think it was just to scare me. But the point is, <laughs> that's not right. No. No. People shouldn't do that. Mm. They should they, they, this shouldn't happen. Now when I was do, coming to do a, a a visit and a tour in Wales, uh they showed me the poster, I mean a flyer. Now this is in Europe. Some AAers had put out a, a thing. Uh this is, you know, I I saw the flyer right. and it came from, from the AA camp. They put this out that that I was coming there and they said uh, that he's coming. His group is Sons of Satan. Oh my god! So I mean, oh my they're, god, they're crazy, now, right? And with the at the Texas Department of Criminal Justice years ago, before their funding was cut, yeah. I went there, and uh, SOS was chosen to be the secular alternative in place with the twelve-step thing, right. and uh, chosen from the top down by the people that run things, mm-hmm. uh, the two guys that that ran the system. And uh, mm-hmm. all of the counselors, you know, were forced to put in uh, SOS as well as AA. And at first they thought, uh, uh, he said to them, you know, jokingly, no, this isn't the guy from the grassy knoll. You know, I mean, <laughs> they, <laughs> they were really uh, not very wow. friendly, not it very can- friendly. So and I've also been on uh, TV shows and the like uh, and radio and so forth in the past are quizzed by treatment center folks mm-hmm. who would say um quite uh, you know very unfriendly things uh that happens you know from the very very beginning uh you know like they're asking well where where are the 12 steps how can mm-hmm. you uh, I mean, they're in such a tunnel that, you know, a tunnel vision thing that they really can't see. Hello, people are getting uh, sober and happy and getting their lives back in other ways. 
you know, uh, besides this one true way. Uh, have you ever taken a bench ad? You know I took a bench ad. Do you know that in West no, L.A.? No, At a bus stop. I'm going to send you. It's oh, hysterical. Great, yeah. But I, I took one. At first I was going to, you know, promote, you know, one other modality at a time. And my husband said, no, why don't you do your radio show? And then people can find the radio show. And then they're going to see, you know, all the many choices and all the people who've written these other books. And so I did it. But, you know, it would be great. Uh, you know, I don't know what kind of funding or anything that you have, but, uh, you know, it's really, uh, the first week that I had it, I did, you know, get quite a lot more listens on my radio show. But it's more to, you know, to educate people, Jim, that there's so many people suffering, and uh, the fact that people don't know in 2011 or 12 or 13 or when I found out, which was 2008, that something else existed, I think that's a crime. I think it's criminal. And it's because of our media, and I do think that, you know, I'm going to come over there and re-interview you, but, and we can talk about some other this stuff, but, um, you yes. know, the movement has grown because of the Internet. And um, so I want to just say again who I'm talking to, for those who have just joined, this is Jim Christopher. He is the founder of SOS, Secular Organizations for Sobriety, Save Ourselves. And someone asked also, so how did the, a lot of us saw you for the first time on the Penn & Teller bullshit episode, so how did that come about? Uh, they approached me at the SOS International Clearinghouse and asked if I would participate. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to film a, a meeting, and they wanted to talk to us, different ones attending the meeting, and myself, about our impressions about recovery and what have you. Mm-hmm. And um, I uh, shared the things that I felt, and a couple other uh, members shared what they felt. There was one particular thing that I enjoyed from one of our members. He still comes to the uh, to our uh, Tuesday night meeting on occasion, and uh, he shared this on camera. He said, 90 meetings in 90 days, I have a life. <laughs> you know, that was... Uh, what he would, had been startled by when, right. you know, when they told him this is what you must do, mm-hmm. but he's been sober happily for uh, many years now. Um, I want to read something out of uh, Jim's book that I just opened up to that I think is um, important, especially for some individuals. Correcting some dangerous myths um, it says the traditional psychologists say that you have to go back deep into your past and find out what happened between you and your mommy and daddy or whomever and then work through the unresolved feelings you have for them. Only by getting in touch with these emotions, the theory goes, can you feel okay. Cognitive therapists, on the other hand, deal with here and now stuff. They say, let's take a rational look at your problems and find out whether you're exaggerating them or whether you are thinking in a distorted way. SOS takes the cognitive approach. Um, So I, I do know and I like to support both angles, meaning that like a Stephen Slate feels the same way that you do, um, that one doesn't need to, like you said in your book, have any deep issues. And then, you know, there's Amy Lee Coy, who's become a friend of mine, who thinks many times that a lot of women wind up drinking because of those childhood issues. But I do think it's important to have a really sane approach rather than I have to throw myself in front of God and a stranger called a sponsor, tell them my, you know, worst of worse stories for me to um, be free from, uh, you know, alcohol or drug overuse. You want to share on that a little bit or talk about it? Oh, sure. I, and over the years I've met, you know, many, many people, I guess thousands, and spoken to many others and emailed many others and so forth. So um, I would say from from what I've learned from this, uh, I I realize that something uh, can take you in to alcohol and drugs. Mm-hmm. Something something can take you in, but then you have a new problem. As I see it, you're in, caught in the cycle of addiction. So whatever took you in may or may not still have a severe impact on you. It may well have a uh, still, have, but you but you have a new problem of being uh, addicted to alcohol or, or other drugs. And so if you break that addiction, you break that cycle, and you are strong and that comfortable in that, 
then the other things, if you're not pickled, can be addressed. I mean, that's pretty logical that you could address them. You could address them by going to a therapist, going back to college, reading books, watching documentaries, whatever, uh, talking to other people and and so forth. I would advise you to watch out if you're going to talk to a sponsor because a sponsor might be Dr. Mangala. I mean, you know, we, we don't know. Uh, you know, it's a toss of the dice with a sponsor. That's why we don't have sponsorship in SOS. Right. We just have friends. Yeah, because I mean, uh, yeah, it's really scary. Yes, you know what's so funny? Just as you said that, uh, uh, there's a blogger in the chat room, Nico, who said sponsors can be mental. The last one had me flee from the program with all her mania. Um, yeah, so it sounds really sane. So again, we're talking to Jim Christopher, SOS. If you want to start a meeting in your country, in your city, no matter how big or small, you can contact Jim Christopher and go online, Google his name, um, Secular Organizations for Sobriety, contact him. He's got the nonprofit. can help you start a meeting uh, so that you don't have to go to AA meetings anymore. Um, now, I want to ask you something and jump to a different subject, which is about the courts. One of the things I was so surprised, Jim, that I found out was that People who got a DUI were being uh, sentenced, like outright. I actually heard a judge say, you need to go to 50 AA meetings. In the last couple of years, have you done any involvement with the courts, with any flyers to go down and talk to judges about offering the secular choice because um, it's, uh, it's illegal to do it? Yes, and people. other folks in SOS land have done this. <clears throat> we created a uh, uh, a manual mm-hmm. for providers. Right. That would be great for judges, too. I don't know if I got one mm-hmm. in your hands or not, but I should have given you one. I'll yeah. Be, I'll be happy to do that. Okay. But it's got all the stuff in it uh, uh, about SOS and why one needs alternatives uh, in treatment and so forth, mm-hmm. and uh, we've tried to get them into the hands of judges and others. Some judges, if you give them another program that seems, you know, it has a track record and so forth, they're happy to put it on their little sheet of paper mm-hmm. as an alternative, and others uh, are, f- for reasons unknown and known, uh, some, sometimes they're uh, biased or they're lazy or whatever, uh, those could be some of the reasons. But some of the other reasons are they just didn't know about it. And if you tell them that some will put it on and then some just won't, uh, like people you might call on an AA hotline, they, I'm, I, I don't give you uh, you know fantasy. I give you things from actual experience here. Mm-hmm, Someone mm-hmm. called on an AA hotline and said, can you tell me... Uh, where I could find an SOS meeting. This happened to a woman years ago, and they said, "Uh, no, I couldn't, but I wouldn't tell you if I knew where one was. And I have found out why that happened. I mean, I've heard it before this incident, but but, uh, a couple of people came to a talk I gave once at the Center for Inquiry, just as an overview of SOS. They were both AA people, but Mm -hmm. one of them was extremely liberal, who went to SOS as well. The other one was, you know, AA all the way. Uh, I'm AA born, I'm AA bred, and when I die, I'll be AA dead. You know, wow. that to that extreme. <laughs> I mean, you know, wow. it was AA forever sort of thing. So after the talk in the questions and stuff, the liberal one said, uh, well, the other one started in with stuff that you've heard so much that you should provide yourself with a cot and a pillow. I mean, I've heard these things so much. You know, we're we're not mm-hmm. religious; we're spiritual. Right. Um, right. Uh, it's a, very religious. Yeah. AA tent welcomes everyone, and mm-hmm. so no, forth and so yeah. on. We mm-hmm. love atheists and agnostics, and on and on and on. If you can't make your higher power God, well, it could be a doorknob or a walrus. I mean, all of this crap I've heard. For years and years, it's just you know, uh, it's just uh, you must have some coffee or tea to keep yourself awake if you deal with these folks. But anyway, uh, after that, he said, 
he hadn't even heard. He was in the AA tunnel, the the uh, AA or diehard guy, and he said, mm-hmm. well, you know, uh, AA offers the same such and such. AA is for self-empowerment and uh, mm-hmm. not learned helplessness and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And the other, and the, in other words, he was saying basically what um, someone said to me years ago, uh, a minister at a TV show shook a book in my, my book in my face and said, you're just trashing AA. And I said, may we exist? And mm-hmm. so what mm-hmm. this guy was saying basically was, uh, we don't need uh, alternatives. We don't need no stinking alternatives. We need we need AA. That's what he was saying. And the other guy here's the other guy had the telling thing to say. He said, "I really tell you, I will tell you now what, what the, what's going on with AA folks." Uh, to, in this audience, everybody was keenly listening, you know, mm-hmm. to what he said. He said, "The thing is." Uh, most AAers that I know, uh, if they had said, well, yes, I can tell you where an SOS meeting is, they would actually feel in their, uh, you know, s- uh, sincerely held gut-level beliefs that they would be sending you to your death. Yeah. That's what they believe. Oh, and he said, oh, no, 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 no. But that that's what it is with a lot of them. That's why they don't cooperate be they judges, doctors, uh, lawyers, who might have come uh, into uh, recovery or sobriety through the AA program, they honestly have bought the the idea that anything else will send you to your death. It just doesn't work. And and as you well know, mm-hmm. uh, science, researchers, etc., for years have told us that, first of all, uh, AA doesn't have a very good track record of right. uh, people staying sober. It's about 5%. Uh, and, and secondly, uh, when other avenues have been researched and studied, like ours was by a couple of research outfits, they find that we do pretty well. So the point is not that we don't need AA and ACA, whatever. Uh, all of these things address, uh, try to address the issue but we need the alternatives of uh, you know just different strokes for different folks yeah i um you know there's a caller in the queue would you like to take a call sure okay um so let's see hey there gunther hi how are you good how you doing good you have nice a question or a comment for, oh sorry go ahead nice to talk hello to you. Um, I'm looking at the the meeting list for SOS. <coughs> Excuse me. I've been to one meeting before that was in Massachusetts in Sharon with Valerie. And, ah, uh, yes. That was uh, quite a while back. I ju- only went to one meeting. It's kind of difficult for me to get there. Um, I noticed there's a lot of other meetings listed here, but there's no contact information. Um, oh, you're, are you talking about the website? Yes. Oh, well, that's deliberate in that it sends you to us, and we give you the meeting info so we can offer a layer of protection for our conveners who want that. Okay. All right, that makes sense. And I had a question about life ring. Is that all right? Go ahead. Yeah, ask him. I don't know. Go ahead. Uh, I I know I know that uh, LifeRing was sort of spawned by SOS, and uh, there was a time where I was a member of the LifeRing Ning website, and uh, I was chastised by Martin Nicholas because he said my AA critical stance would cause people to rise to the defense of AA, and um, I was just wondering why LifeRing split off from from SOS. Uh, you'd have to ask those folks that. Uh, I, I would see it as uh, they had um, different ideas that they wanted to go forward with, although many of their ideas are similar to ours. Theirs is maybe more like, uh, this is just an opinion, maybe more like an L. Ron Hubbard approach. 
In in what way? I mean, uh, well, I, I, it's sort of a it's sort of a, in my view, uh, again, just a an observation, sort of a Stalinistic um, approach. Uh, in the sort of rigid, in my view, they have you. I think they have you sign in when you come into a meeting and so forth. Uh, this gentleman could correct me if I'm mistaken there, but it was just sort of it was a little more rigid. We're more of a free thought forum in recovery, and we don't tell our meeting conveners what to do or how to live. It's uh, we don't have policies or voting or things like that. The mm-hmm. meetings are autonomous. So that's just a an observation of the of the very little that I know, and I know that Martin Nicholas, uh, if you look him up in the um, uh, in the internet, you'll find that he uh, has a background that it was not, um, you know, communism uh, could be a, a, tried to help people way back in the day, as I understand it, but Stalinism is a, a different animal. Is that, does that answer your question, Gunther? Yes, it, it does. Um, I have one more question. Okay. In in what areas um, are SOS meetings most prevalent, most active? Uh, that's hard to say. I would say uh, they just grow where they grow, but we certainly have a lot of them in California. Um uh, we we have uh, quite a few in uh, New York State. Um, as I said earlier, uh, in Europe, for whatever reason, we have a lot of them in in Belgium. Yeah. And other places, there are concentrations. It's no, there's no design to it. It's just wherever someone wants to start a free anonymous SOS meeting. You know, if you go on to the, I'm looking at it right now, and I kind of wanted to. Um, talk about this because I'm looking at the state. So, uh, Gunther, if you go to sossobriety.org forward slash meetings forward slash states, and then you know, it's probably on the main page. But like in Alabama, there's one meeting. Alaska, looks like there's three. Arizona, one, two, three, four. It's like, you know, maybe ten. Arkansas, there's three. But California, the list goes, like there's one in Culver City, L.A., West Hollywood. I can't even, like, Santa Monica. Oh, there's one in Santa Monica now? Um then there's um, or these uh, meetings or contact meetings. It's a lot. Like California, the list is so long that I don't want to read all the, the cities. But let me go to another state like Colorado. You have somebody in Denver, somebody in Littleton, North Glen, Fort Collins, Pueblo. This looks like there's about eight. Connecticut has just four. Middleton, New Haven, Westport, Delaware just has one. Florida has... Looks like eight or ten, maybe fifteen contacts. Sarasota, Fort Myers, Tampa, St. Petersburg, Jacksonville. These are contact names. And Georgia has maybe five. Hawaii has wow. Hawaii has so there's some in the prison. I can see there's in Pahala, in um, good. It's great in Pahala, Pearl City. That's in the prison. Honolulu. There's a meeting place in Tripler. Now in Idaho, there's uh, there's looks like there's eight. Uh, in Boise, Twin Falls, Pocatello, and Indiana. Let's see, like a, a heavy dominated. Let's see what Michigan is like. Michigan could really use your help. Michi- wow, there's a lot of contacts for Michigan. Bangor, Traverse City, Harbor City, and you're in, you're in Boston, Mass. So let me. See, where did I pass that already? Massachusetts. Where is Massachusetts? And um, also, uh, like with, I guess, any self-help. Uh, group, uh, they all wax and wane, but one advantage that uh, AA has is, uh, well, they're 70, oh, 70 plus years old, but if you uh, stopped a child on the street and said, where do those alcoholics go, they'd say, oh, don't they go to that AA place? Mm-hmm. So they've had they've had a lot, yeah, of, a lot of publicity for many, many years, but also the hospitals, the treatment centers, uh, the penal institutions, uh, any any provider uh, that you can think of, overwhelmingly uh, sends folks to uh, AA. Sometimes they'll they'll give you a choice, and they'll send you to 
AA, SOS, Women for Sobriety, Smart Recovery. Right. But um, sometimes they will not. Um, you know, uh, Gunther, while I have you on, I'll say this to you too and uh, to Jim. I was walking and I had this like uh, a, a sort of a dream, you know, of, of a movie. And the opening of the film, we would see somebody and they'd say, where are you going? And say, oh, yeah, i got to go to a smart meeting. And I'd be like, well, what's that? You know, I was like, well... I, I, you know, I've been drinking too much, and I found this new program. And then they'd be like, and then you see like your building. I guess that could be a PSA. You know what I mean? They do a really, uh, you know, even if you do the PSA and you throw it up on YouTube. But um, there does, you know, they get a lot of free press on Nurse Jackie and like maybe 15 other television shows and movies like Flight and Smash, which continue it. So it's, it's almost like I went to an event for. Um, minorities uh, at SAG, and they talked about the way that you're going to see more black people or people of color on television is not having black producers, but it's having black and brown writers. And that is what happened. So the writers who were, you know, black and brown uh, began to write their own stories, and they, they, you know, whether it was the Damon Wayans brothers or whether it was, there's a lot of them, and uh, Chris Rock or something. And in that writing... Uh, you began to see people of color in our shows, in, in A-list movies and such, and, uh, you know, starring in television shows. So this is the part of what a really important component besides what we're all doing, I think, in working together, whether it's me who has no interest in, you know what I mean? I'm not getting anything out of promoting you, Jim, or Smart. I attend a meeting if I like it. If I go to something I don't like, I'm not going to promote it, you know what I mean, in a general <coughs> way. Sure. But we do have to get into the media, and we do have to write movies and, I think, uh, attempt to have television shows where the storylines and the threads and have PSAs and take out bus ads and bench ads. And there's got to be people that are rich, that have kids that this hasn't worked for, that AA has not worked for. In fact, that you know we're proving, like, you know, I have reporters that are finally interested. And when this story, there's a book coming out that's going to expose AA. And, you know, the one thing I do like about you, Jim, is that you will bash uh, <laughs> you will tell the truth. <laughs> well, it's uh, just opinions. There was one page on the SOS um, website that was especially helpful to me in in recovering from recovery cultism, and that was staying clear of recovery cultism. Um, it's a very, very good page mm-hmm. on the website. There, are you familiar with that, Jim? Well, yeah, a lot of uh, the website was built by, uh, not yours truly, but uh, folks who helped with these items and these insights, and some of them were uh, from uh, Western Europe who put these, uh, helped build a lot of these ideas uh, on the website. Mm, Interesting. Um, Anyway, you want to listen some more, Gunther? Yeah, definitely. Thanks okay. a lot for answering my questions, Jim. Thanks a lot sure. for calling in, Gunther. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, good night. Okay, all right. Um, anyone else want to call in? It's 818-475-9211, 818-475-9211. I want to correct myself here, Amy said, because I spoke for Amy, and she, um, let me see, I misspoke for her. She straightened me out. She said, I don't say women drink because of their childhood experiences. People drink because of their feelings, feelings about painful experiences, etc. It's not about the experiences themselves, though those feelings need to be vented and released too. So I stand corrected. Um, there's a lot of people in the chat room. I'm you know, really, really happy to have you on and to see it growing. And on that point when you were saying how they helped write it, I, I think that the Europeans... At least Gabrielle Glaser, who's writing, who's written a book for Simon and Schuster that's coming out this summer, found that Europeans have a much more normal attitude around alcohol mm. and the quitting of it and the getting help around it. Um, maybe that's why it's you know you Belgium is big with. Um, uh, right, but I it has been my experience that the I've always thought. Uh, and heard that AA doesn't have the foothold in other countries that it does here. Well, that may be true to an extent, but mm-hmm. I experienced when I was at a at a conference, an SOS conference in Belgium, 
Mm-hmm. There was an AA fellow in the audience, mm-hmm. and he did some of the same stuff that um, I've heard. You know, it's it's uh, universal, yeah. uh, uh, international. The same mm-hmm. shtick that you yeah. hear over and over, like make it a uh, a walrus or a hairbrush or do this or that and what uh. have you. And AA welcomes everyone and all and all. And here he was in Belgium, not in uh, California or Texas. He, he was in Belgium. And what was so, he doing uh, at an SOS conference, too? Well, he wanted to sort of stir things up, probably. Mm. Maybe you and I should go to a PRASA and stir things up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's you and I go to a a log cabin meeting and stir it up. <laughs> well, there was a uh, this happened many years ago. This group doesn't exist as you know gr- meetings wax and wane. They just right. do. Right. But the uh there were some very young young folks that I visited once in they were like uh, college age like uh, 19, 20 ages like that. And uh, they were very gracious and receptive. This was years ago in in, uh, Baltimore, Maryland. And what they had done, (laughs) they went to, uh, they were sort of radical. They went to uh, AA meetings where the cars were parked, you know, popular AA meetings, and put SOS flyers under the windshield. (laughs) I love it. I I know someone who did that, I think, in the U.K., one of the bloggers. Yeah. They did like, right. a, you know, if you don't like AA, go to, like, and they listed you and Smart and, um, you know, probably harm reduction or something. Um, right. You know, <laughs> this is really funny. We have another call. You want to take another call? Sure. Let's see what we got here. Hello there. You're on the line. Can I have your name, please? Hi. My name's Mary from Colorado. Oh, hi, Mary. How you doing? Hi. Uh, good. I've been listening, and uh, thank you to you, the I don't recall your name, but I got it from the Orange Papers to come on this, and I thought, you know, I'm going to go forward. I've been sober since 1990, and I have not gone to an AA meeting for years now. And Mm -hmm. I just got a call today from someone in the program who was making this bizarre amend to me, and I thought, I am free of this. I do not have to respond. And she just kept apologizing to me Mm -hmm. for something innocuous, over right. and over again. Right. But this is I've been deprogramming for years and Christopher, thank you so much. Just getting on here was <laughs> just lovely and you know, it's it's furthering my recovery from AA. Oh. And I'm the child of someone in AA. I have a brother who was is in the program and he, he called me years ago and he said, Mary, if you want something really liberating, go to a meeting and um, say, you know, my dad was in AA for 30-plus years, and he was a blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm, I'm not going to swear on on this site, but uh, right. and I did it, and it was very fun because it would piss people off, and I would get a rise out of them. But, you know, I don't do that anymore. Well, uh, so I just find it so disheartening to go to AA and, as a female and be put down. Mm. And I live in a small town, and there's a community that just, yeah, I've been shunned as a human. Wow. Uh, because mm. I don't uh, I don't support the party line. I don't support the guru who, you know, passes judgment and sprinkles blessings on people. Mm. And uh, mm. very, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off, but thank you, Christopher, for, you know, it takes uh, guts <laughs> to go up against uh, um, the cult. Well, thank you so much. Go ahead, Jim. This yeah, Jim. Thank you guys. Yeah, you're welcome. A lot of us out there. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Do you want to just say something, or you want to get off the line? You want to say something, Jim? Oh, I'll sit here and be quiet. And and okay, yeah. Well, yeah. The the the. the, I think she mentioned, or I heard mentioned the the orange papers. We um, in the SOS newsletter, we like to have voices from all over the place. You know, as as long as it's. uh, abstinence diversity. We're not interested in, uh, for us, uh, in other approaches that, that are not uh, based on abstinence. But, uh, but so the orange papers with uh, a orange, we <laughs> we uh, 
ran some stuff. I asked him to do an autobiography, and he did, and we ran that in the newsletter. Of course, I always put uh, in the newsletter, since we run controversial stuff, I think that's interesting to run, to give uh, uh, people Mm -hmm. a voice, you know. And so uh, we always put, uh, these are not necessarily the opinions of uh, SOS and blah, blah, blah. So... Uh, that way we can we can uh, not everyone in SOS would agree with certain things that have been published in the newsletter. So we try to balance it and and uh, bring in voices, you know, from time to time. And and uh, A Orange's stuff was uh, it was a lot of insight. I don't know if you've seen his autobiography. Uh, in the SOS newsletter, it's online right now, as well as two others. These are excerpts. The autobiography was written for our newsletter by him. Jim, uh, is that newsletter on your SOS on the main uh, page? Yeah, it is. It's okay. SOS, SOSsobriety.org. Okay, all right. Right now it is. We're going to put up new newsletters fairly soon, but, uh, but the three newsletters that are shown right now have the, his autobiography and then some excerpts from his uh, Agent Orange website because uh, it's interesting stuff that people should see. They should be aware of these other ideas. Uh, they sure should, Mary. I'm so sorry um, that that, especially well, in a small town, but even in a big town, um, I talk it, to. It doesn't matter. Yeah, in the big yeah. town, it's the same out here. Um, mm-hmm. It's my experience. You know, I think it's just my own evolution, and it's so funny that I I thought I'm going to speak, <laughs> you know, and I'm worried that somebody's listening, and that's <laughs> part of the recovery of letting, wow. or maybe I should use a different word. Uh, yeah. It's part of getting out of it is to realize mm-hmm. that. Uh, you know, I'm so grateful that I don't drink because I truly think that's just my path. But I'm, you know, that I, you know, I don't have to, <laughs> I don't have to kowtow to a dictator or, a, mm. you know, Bill W., who I suspect was a twerp. You know, he would not mm. have been somebody I'd want to be around. Right. And, uh, right. And that's just, and thanks for the 13th stepping thing because that's another thing that mm-hmm. I has been, oi. Um, yeah, there's real real evidence of that too. I've seen. Over oh, it's so re- it's pr- not only pr- it's just pervasive and uh, very damaging. So I'm going to get off now, folks. But both okay. be blessed. And All right, I'll, thank you, thank you I'll for calling in. Okay, oh, thank right. you so much. Right. Thanks so much, Mary. Okay, goodbye. Um, yeah, it's sad. I mean, I that that whole part of uh, you know the people ostracizing when Callie and I were doing the work that was just about making it safer regardless of how they voted for it and you know were supportive of you know making the literature and using it um there was a, a certain core of them that you know became sort of icy and no longer came to my music gigs and I had somebody recently and and I don't want to talk about the details but went through a really horrendous health issue that I'm doing fine, but that was very, very serious and didn't hear from this person. And they sent me, like, through a, you know, a Facebook email, like, I'm letting you go. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you're letting, who the fuck are you? Who the yeah, fuck are you? That you're going to let me go? You don't even call me or come to see me after my, whatever. And that, you know, there's no phone call. And that it's so AA. It is so arrogant and Alcoholics Anonymous BS that I am so freed from that, and uh, and that is a cult. That is insanity to think that you can create God, like the things you were talking about earlier. I'm gonna, you know, it's a doorknob. You cannot make up who God is. If you don't believe in God, that's great. But people who are these other people in AA, like you're gonna make it up. Even as a teenager, I was like, that's crap. What are they talking about? Right. Oh, they use all sorts of things. Like they, they. I heard them tell someone who had trouble with that years ago. Uh, well, call it good orderly conduct. I believe. Let's see. Good. Good or, orderly or, direction. No, good right? orderly direction. Yeah, good orderly right. direction. And now uh, there was a person who came to uh, one of the first. SOS meetings back in the day, back in the 80s, when uh, she was waiting. She was waiting outside the door uh, when we opened up for the SOS meeting at the Park and Recreation, and she was clutching her um, 
AA book as though it were uh, the gospel, you know. And she came in and she looked right at me at, during the meeting and she said, uh, uh, as we say in AA, keep it simple, stupid. And looked right at me, you know. So, I mean, that's kiss, you know. That's another. Yeah. All of these uh, nauseating uh, bumper sticker um, things that are used, some of them are for put-down purposes. Right. That's right. uh, And and, uh, to to, uh, do the guru routine, I don't know if I mentioned this before. If I did, forgive me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in, in one of the first... AA meetings I ever attended, uh, there was a a guy that looked sort of like, if you use your imagination, sort of like God. You know the old, the old uh, biblical long-haired uh, male uh, God figure. Yeah. Uh, and and they, <laughs> this this young shaky person was saying, uh, I just search, I search so. For so long, and I try to find God's will uh, in the program. What is God's will for me? And then this guy proceeded to tell him, this godlike uh, guru proceeded to tell him what God's will was. Wow. My jaw dropped when I heard this, but it's good that I heard these things early on in AA. Um, another one was uh, I was, you know, sort of frivolous and giggling and so forth. I was thrilled to have my life back, you know, right. and, I, and I had a sense of humor and what have you. Well, at this another meeting I went to, I said, uh, oh, this, why are they so quiet in here? It seems, seems like a church. And he looked at me and scowled and said, this for some is their church. Mm. And, oh, oh. So creepy. I mean, it was really a good, uh, you know, to have people call in. And we don't have really time for any more callers. We have about three minutes left to wrap it up. Um, is there anything coming up uh, in the next couple of months? I think you have something in the spring every year that's on my yeah, anniversary, so a, I never come. <laughs> uh, the the sixth annual Festival of Recovery will be coming up, uh, and the dates on that are are to be announced we don't know what they are just yet um but we have uh, all sorts of of uh, regional things that people do as i said earlier with the difference between another group that was mentioned that broke off and and us we don't do edicts and elections and things like that we do, we do, we're not into politics with SOS it's these are free anonymous autonomous meetings Mm-hmm. And so folks are making their own plans. Some of our some of our members, uh, SOS members, uh, like Liz Purcell, has, she wrote a book years ago. Uh, she didn't like that. You know that little book that looks like a Bible in AA with the daily uh, sayings or whatever? She wrote a book uh, uh, called, uh, oh gosh, I'm forgetting the name, uh, Seeds, Seeds of Sobriety. So mm-hmm. she wrote that, mm-hmm. and uh, we have we had other members who wrote uh, books um, as well. So this just happens naturally as it happens. It's right, not right. Uh, it's not commissioned. There's no uh, top down stuff, and there's no uh, uh, there's no politics involved in it. Where you try to keep that out of SOS, so that each meeting is its own meeting. That, oh, and with that, I want to just finish up and say uh, the thing that I, I did like out here to the listeners about the SOS meeting when I went and saw Jim was that it did feel uh, very, very open, uh, non-judgmental, and um, that there was that support there, and that you, if you needed to uh, vent that the, how you've been damaged by a, you could certainly do it, and Jim was not going to stop you. Again, we're talking to Jim Christopher, the founder of SOS Secular Organizations for Sobriety. Save Ourselves. He wrote the book Unhooked, uh, Staying Sober and Drug-Free. Uh, if you want to start a meeting in your city or area, uh, contact Jim on his website. He will get back to you. Again, we'll talk after. Maybe I'll give you a call tomorrow, and we'll set up for the time for me to come back and interview you um, some more. Uh, again, I want to thank you so much, Jim. Uh, thank 
you to everybody that uh, came out and joined us tonight. And um, we'll see you next week. I'm going to just try to have more great people on every week until I get back to making my film, which is going to be really soon. Okay, thanks. Great. And, okay. Thank you. Good, good night. Good night. All right, everybody, we'll see you again next week. And um, be happy and safe and uh, be glad we're, we're out of the cult. Take care and see you next week. Bye-bye.